Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Uh, and I'm Ty Turley. Reed, neither of us went to Sundance this year. Uh, first in a long time, I would guess. How sad are you? It was okay. It was okay, I, right? I was on a, I was on a good vacation. Oh, where were you? Uh, you know, I went to the Maldives and Qatar or Qatar. I don't know. You do. It's Qatar. You know. I I think that's true. It's it's objectively clear, true. I guess. No, it's yeah. objectively clear. Um, that wasn't. I was in New York City working on silly stuff. Well, don't we're not going to go to Sundance again until we have a movie there ourselves, right? I'm not ready to make that commitment, but. Uh, that's exciting for you. <laughs> no, you're the producer. You have to make that commitment. Uh, okay, um, fine. Well, they just, things come out right away, right? I, I I think. Well, speak of the devil. Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, well, that one's already on Netflix. That's true. I haven't watched it yet. Me, me neither. But we're going to do this episode about Downhill. Yeah, came out. At Sundance, so showed at Sundance and came out in theaters a week later. A week later, that fast. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So you don't, you know, your local indie theater is the new Sundance. Yeah. Democratizing movies. Good. Well, let's yeah, let's talk about downhill. Uh, today, but before we get to that, Ty, what's your favorite Will Ferrell movie? My favorite Will Ferrell movie is Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, okay. That's a little artsy, a little fun. Artsy takes place in Chicago with some cool architecture, some storytelling tricks. Okay. Uh, I went with Zoolander, and he's not the lead, but I love his character, <laughs> the designer. I, don't, I can't remember his character off the top of my head. He's got really like tight white curls, and they kind of come up in points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like horns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then had you seen Force Majeure, the movie that Downhill is based on? Of course. It's pretty it's good, my, right? It's in my it's in my top 30 movies ever. Oh, I did not know that. I love it. He also made The Square. Did you watch that? I did watch The Square. That that one's very weird. So weird in a good way. I know that's what you missed. Yeah, the extended gorilla scene. I actually watched that with our mother. <laughs> the square. Who who thinks of putting a gorilla scene in your film? It's amazing. Very weird tangent now that we've talked about the square. The guy who is that artist who's pretending to be a gorilla. Yeah. Did the motion capture for Call of the Wild as oh, the really? dog. He plays the it's that same person. How do you know that? <laughs> I just heard it on a podcast, so it was very random. Also, so weird. Why did they have a human do the dog? Whatever. That's the world we live in. Can't get work these days as a dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, humans taking all the dog roles from the dogs. Okay, well, let's, let's. I don't think we need to compare the two movies the whole time. But just to say, Downhill is based on a... A movie that came out maybe five, six years ago, Force Majeure, that is very good. It's a French, well, it's in French. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. So taut. Yeah. 
and I, I it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Did it try, was it as funny as Downhill tried to be? No, it, it was more naturalistic. There yeah. were parts where that were very stylized trying to be funny in in Downhill. Cuz I I think the the thing that worked the best for me in Downhill was the interactions between Will Ferrell and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. I just I think they, really? they do a good job. Oh, you didn't like that? No, I think Will Ferrell was very badly cast. I don't think oh. he should I don't I don't think he should have been in this movie. And I think because because of that, I didn't believe their interactions and then I also felt like uh Julia Louis-Dreyfus was kind of always on a I couldn't just I couldn't quite understand why she was she, she was doing a lot of mugging, let's say that. She was doing a lot of faces, making faces, reacting to what he said by going, "Well, you know, it just felt it was a weird performance, I thought, and I thought she was good, like I thought she was very emotional and intense, but I thought she was playing like off of someone who couldn't do any of that depth, so I think it was hard for her interesting. I guess I would say the scenes were there together worked the best for me, and then when they're apart, yeah it was I was not as engaged with the story or the movie. No, I also feel like um the guy from Silicon Valley, you know his name. No, but the guy. I feel like he's always mugging for the camera too. It just the the thing felt very stilted. Like the people were trying to overreact or show that emotion. Yeah, and just not real people in a scene. They they were coming out of the scene all the time. I don't know. It's this movie's gotten really bad reviews. Have you read any of them? No, I just know it has not done well. Yeah, and I, I think it's because it. For I mean, for a couple of reasons, I think that the interactions with the other character, other people in the movie, like the ski instructor, the safety man, the front desk woman who's like hypersexualized, all don't, I don't know, those didn't land with me. Or it, it's so, right, not naturalistic, unreal. Yeah, they're trying so hard. They're trying so hard to be funny. But I think the kind of that. I don't know. The idea is still engaging, right? Like if there's an avalanche coming, do you leave your family? Do you stay? I guess, but also it doesn't really explore more of the underlying psychology of it. I don't feel like I don't, I don't feel like I got a better understanding of Will Ferrell's character and why he did it and what it means to him. I feel like it's all very much left unexplained and, you know, not, not explored. Well, do you think they had a good relationship before that experience? No, she just hints. You have a few hints at different things, but it's unclear. Yeah, I mean, they seem like they're having a good time when they get like the room service together and they brush their teeth together. Like, I think they're trying to show that they have a good relationship. But if that was true, it seems like this one thing wouldn't cause such a rift between them. Yeah, it wouldn't. You would. Well, yes, I think I feel like the whole point of the story is the one thing illuminates everything. But if there's not an everything to be illuminated, if there's not this backstory of, if this isn't representative of all the tension in the relationship, or if, at least if that representation is not clear, then it's less effective as a movie. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. And I, I, mean, I think they try to set some stuff up with his, his father dying, but more for laughs about like that quote. Yeah, it's so weird how they talk about it. Or it, I mean, I, I think it's weird how they talk about it. I also think it's Will Ferrell, and you kind of don't take him seriously. You feel like he's just 
you're waiting for the punchline all the time. Because of those two things, it just means it's, it doesn't hit at all. Yeah, I, I guess I think he tends to be just a really kind of big comedic actor, right? Like his performances that are successful are, are him just being totally over the top or his willingness to be extreme without breaking. And I think this role doesn't require that. It requires more subtlety than maybe he's able to do. Yeah, he's definitely not subtle. I mean, I don't know. You, I, I also feel like it'd be better if you felt some sympathy for him. And no one's ever going to feel sympathy for Will Ferrell. He's like, he's huge and hilarious and gregarious, and he's not the one who's. Uh, let me think what I'm saying. It's hard to get feel sympathy for someone who does what this character does, which is why you need a good actor who can make it kind of more balanced. Because otherwise, it's just like, ugh, what a jerk, what a doofus. Well, he he just seems so self-interested that then it makes sense that he would leave his, I don't know. It's like, no, I I understand that it's just about how he comes across, but it's hard to dislike Will Ferrell, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think I dislike Will Ferrell. I think think he would be an annoying person to be in a room with. He'd want to be the center of attention. He probably does dominate some conversations. So okay. that's interesting. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe what it means to be liked is different for, depending on who or t- who it is that's interfacing with him. I, I don't know. Yeah. Are there things about this movie that you did like? Um, <laughs> I mean, I found, I found the hotel employee very annoying, you know, in a bad way. Just, well, it could have been, it could have been that the character was intentionally annoying, in which case it, it was effective in the movie, but. I'm not. I'm saying no. It wasn't that. I don't know. If she was supposed to be like speaking to her desires, or like I don't know how you would how you would express yourself if you had no boundaries. But just the way that she popped up on all these weird situations didn't make sense to me. Oh, she's yeah, just a convenient plot device. Yeah. Oh, you need it to be sensational right now to I don't know be funny or be crazy. Okay, well we'll inject her. It's also a little like ah. Uh, a little racist, right? Or not racist, but she's this stereotype of Austrian, of ski bum culture. She's a very, you know, it's not a nuanced character. It's a stereotype. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And same thing with the Italian man, hunk, whatever. Ski, yeah, the ski instructor. I was like, okay. Total stereotype. Um, okay, I don't think we need to say much more about this movie. What would you... What would you rate it out of five? I'd give it a two. What? Why is that five? I, I thought I thought this was a guaranteed one from you. I don't think you said a single thing you liked about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, not, inter- it is an interesting dilemma, and it's an interesting thing to contemplate. Okay. Well, I'm giving it a two, and I thought you were going to give it a one, but that, that's fine. Well, that's why we give our own ratings. Sure. I. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, do you have something else to recommend for the listeners? Well, we the listeners do. I mean, do people need to watch Downhill or not? No, watch Force Majeure for sure. Yeah. Okay. I agree. All right. All right. I agree. I I've seen another Sundance film already in theaters called And Then We Danced. Have you heard of it? No, I don't know that one. It takes place in Georgia. 
the country where Reed Ooh. and I have spent some time. It's about the Georgian Nationalist on, on the Dance Ensemble and uh, about a couple of guys that are trying to get auditioned to be in the main ensemble after being in the junior training program. That was good. Like the dance, was, uh, the dance group we saw? Yeah, that kind of dance. Yes. Oh, that's very cool then. You could, you, I think you'd recognize streets. And, I mean, I definitely recognize the main street. There's sometimes they're hanging out there while they're waiting for buses and stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, for me, I'm going to recommend a show on USA Network called Briar Patch. That's based on a book, but um, Andy Greenwald, who does the Watch podcast from The Ringer, is the showrunner for that. So he wrote it and got it made. So that's kind of that's a podcast I listen to a lot, but it's a kind of mystery in a southwestern town. So a woman comes back to investigate her sister's death. But there's just a couple episodes out so far, but I, and I've liked it. Okay, Briar Patch, Briar Patch. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of Two Brothers Review. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. See you at Sundance. Ty's movie premiering 2028 something. (laughs) Bye. Bye.